Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Welcome, and thank you for being here for the inaugural message for God's Way Through Christ Ministry. My now late father and also Heavenly Father asked me to do this many years ago. We all know that it's in our best interest to do what the Father asks. I had always intended on doing this, but it was going to be my way. What I learned in that process is that the best way, the right way, the only way is God's way. So here we are. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, for this opportunity to share your word. In Psalms it says, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, I pray that you use me as a vessel to uplift, to encourage, to help provide your word, your principles, your direction, your way of life to your people that this falls upon the ears and in the hearts and the minds and the souls of your people, that they may draw closer to you, that they may lead a more fulfilling life and be able to navigate through life's challenges through the way that you intended, through your word, your way. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of today's message is the not-so-secret pathway to peace and unity is to think like Christ. I, I want to share uh, some verses with you from the NIV Bible. It's Philippians 2, 1 through 5. And, and it was written, it was Paul's letter as he was in prison. It was written to the Philippi church, the Christians in hearing of disunity and what he or is referred to as a a party spirit it, it it's much more of a focus on how christians should live um, than beliefs how how they should conduct themselves so uh, the passage thinking like christ philippians uh, 2 and 1 are you cheerful because you belong to christ does his love comfort you is the Holy Spirit your companion? Has Christ been gentle and loving toward you? Then make my joy complete by agreeing with each other. Have the same love. Be of one spirit and purpose. Verse 3 says, don't do anything only to get ahead. Don't do it because you are proud. Instead, be free of pride. Think of others as better than yourselves. None of you should look out for your own good. You should also look out for the good of others. You should think in the same way Christ Jesus does. So the topic is divided, we fall. Let's define we, you and I, of course. But if we fall, then we all fail. 
we as a collective, if I do something to cause you to fall, and the blood is on my hands, and I fall too. We as that collective, if you take individual strands uh, on their own accord, they're, they're probably not very strong, but if you begin to intertwine those, the strength of those combined far outweighs that of the single. To fall, to stumble, to trip, trip up, can, can cause wounding, can cause hardship, challenge. There's so many things that, that fall into that. So divided we fall is a strong statement that, that speaks to unity, that we're better, better together. We're, we're better working together. We're better working in, in concert with each other. So having the mind of Christ will lead us to a more harmonious, peaceful, and fulfilling life something that is evasive to so many people right now that causes stress that causes um, undue wear and tear on our bodies our mental and our physical beings unnecessary you can apply this to self family church of course your job or career, where you volunteer, relationships, organizations, as a nation, country, and mankind or humans as a whole. So as, as we talk through this message, you choose which of those areas this you feel was is most applicable to. It can be different for individuals, but it literally can be applied across all of them. How we achieve this is by walking with Christ. What does that mean? Break out three points here. The first point is being in one spirit and, and purpose. I like the way the Amplified Bible states it. Fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind and one purpose, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one harmonious mind and intention. All of these start with self. In order to be, in order to uh, connect with others, in order to do this with others, we must first do it with ourselves. Emulate the behavior you are looking for, wanting, expecting from others. Know it before you try to grow it. The one is, if we look at each of these words and, and, and break them down, is a single unit, the same kind or quality. Our, our spirits is how we exist, the frame of mind, the breath in our bodies. When the, when the breath is no longer in that body, that, that spirit has left that body. The absence of the spirit is death. And in purpose, it, it is an end to be obtained, an action in a course of execution. So if we look at being unified, a single unit, being of the same mindset and purpose in working towards the same goal, that, that is to agree. And agreeing is to accept or concede something as the views and wishes 
of another agree to a plan. If, if we are all going to venture out on a course to, to get to a specific destination, and each of us has a responsibility, whether uh, I mean, we can go way back to the before there were, were automobiles, right? And you have horses and carriages, and one's going to carry the water and the food and the supplies. If we all start out in different directions, somebody's not going to make it. If we all are in agreement on where it is that we are going, and who is responsible for what, and in and, and, and the road and the path and how we're going to get there, the chances of making it through that wilderness are far greater. And we must all work together in unity, in, in, in concert with each other. The, the second point to call out is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. This is a big one, and again, I'll refer to the Amplified Bible. Verse 3, do nothing from factional motives through conscientiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. That, that is a powerful statement when it talks about doing things for selfish ambition or vain conceit. Again, it starts with self. Nothing, let's, let's break this, it, not anything, no part of. Selfish is defined as excessively or exclusively on one's self. Selfish is me only. In the mental health world, self-care is me first. We have a responsibility to this vessel in order to be able to carry out that task. That's self-care. Make sure that you're taking care of that gift that you have been given, but selfish. It's all about me. I don't care about anybody else. Exclusive to anybody else. Ambition. We hear this term so often in, in the business world, in, in various environments, and it, it is generally a positive thing. It can be as defined as a ardent desire, but here for rank, fame, or power. So in this context, it is about self-promotion, having an ambition and a desire to drive to do something for the good of the whole that was going to help others is very different than rank, power, fame. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to exalt myself. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get more power to heck, to, that I can wield over, over others. A desire to achieve, a desire for activity and exertion is a much more palatable definition of ambition. But again, what's the, the motive? I want to talk about vain and vanity. I love the definition here. Fruitlessness of human endeavors, vapor, unsubstantial, worthless. So if we look at the verse, be fruitful and multiply, this would be the antithesis, the opposite of that, vanity. Fruitlessness of human endeavors, vapor. What less of an existence wasted effort is there in, in vanity when 
won't exist. It, it, it matters not. It has no value. It will dissipate. And, and it then can lead to something even more dangerous, and, and that is worshiping vanity is unprofitable. It's closer to idolatry, idol worship. Idol worship can raise vain hopes and again is worthless. So if you're finding yourself hopeless to have vain hopes, fruitless, vapor, that can be quite debilitating. If I'm already down and hurting and I'm already challenged, I'm, I'm already in a place where I'm very uncomfortable, I'm not liking life, and then I go ahead and place my hopes on something that has no value, no worth, no substance, no sustainability, I'm putting myself in an even more precarious position. I'm, I'm, I'm making matters worse. So I need to take the focus off of myself and take the focus off of others who I may idolize. And, and remember, the, the, the scripture in Exodus 20 and 3, you shall, have, you shall have no other gods before me. And before is defined as in advance, earlier, ahead of, or even beside. God first, no other gods before me, not even in the area of me. God first. And we don't put ourselves there. We don't put others there. It, it talks about wealth gained by vanity dwindles. One only needs to look at all of the uh, research that has been done on lottery winners and having gained so much. And then over a period of millions and over a period of time, they're in worse shape than when they began. They've lost everything especially those who looked to gain vanity, who looked to have others look up to them, idolize them because of their newfound riches. Suffice to say, vanity is evil. Now, it's not to say that, don't shower, don't comb your hair. <laughs> no, the, again, the vessel, right? God gave you that, take care of it. But when it becomes vain conceit and and conceit and, and again the intent is a result of mental activity thought conceit is an individual opinion a favorable opinion excessive appreciation of one's own worth or virtue so if you put yourself as more important than everybody else i'm better looking i'm i'm smarter i'm i'm greater and you're putting others down how do you build something by tearing something down. Those two activities are independent of each other. If you've ever seen a building be built, they go in and if there's a, an existing structure, they demolish it, remove it, and then they begin the building process. I've yet to see a building being erected where they're tearing it down and building it at the same time in the same structure. It's not how it works. That's not a building that could that will sustain that that will stand over time and it's it's a wasted effort so to tear others down by building ourselves up to be have that vain conceit it's evil 
It's not God's way. It's not in accordance with his word. And it's not what we should be doing. And sometimes that just boils down to the need to be right. I need to be right. Do you? I need to prove a point. To who? Well, well, you know, my way is, is better than theirs. Well, maybe we try theirs and we find out that that doesn't work. And now they're convinced and you don't have to tell them and they understand. And now we can go about the right way. No, that doesn't apply to playing on the freeway. But sometimes there may be ideas that are learned on that process. You don't always have to be right. You don't always have to, to, to self-promote, to put yourself as number one. That, that may be a worldly way, but it is not God's way. And in that path, you're going to find discord, disharmony, disunity, and, and, and a whole host of things you don't want in your life. Seeds that you will plant that over time will reap a harvest that you, you don't want. The last point I want to make is look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Re again, referring to the Amplified Bible, let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Again, it starts with self. If you want others to do that for you, emulate the behavior that you're looking for. Here it says, look not only. Looking is to make sure of, to take care of, to bring in to place. Look can be a noun and an adjective. Look is, what is your intention? What are you setting out to do? Are you looking out for the other person or just yourself? Expect is to anticipate. I like to look for and expect and anticipate good things to happen to other people. I celebrate when other people with good hearts and spirits and minds and intentions have an experience success. To have the appearance that befits and accords is another definition of look. The NIV version says, none of you should look out for just your own good. You should also look out for the good of others. Good is defined as pleasant, joyful, agreeable. Are you, when you're in your relationships with family? Are you at work? Are you in whatever activity you are in? Are you looking out for the good? Are you looking to see that this is a pleasant experience for the other person? That this is joyful for them? Are you looking to try to be agreeable or are you one of those who are looking to sow seeds of discord and looking to be a disruptor, a disruptor in a bad way, causing all sorts of unrest and, and just the, the mess? Life is messy. It's going to be that way. The enemy seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. We know that. There are plenty of people, there are plenty of spirits in people out there willing to cause that. Don't be a party to that that party spirit, set, set your stand apart in this world, but not of it. Be different 
than the others. Set, as I say, when you walk into the room, be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Raise things up to the level and the way that it should be. Look out for the best interest of others. Because if you're not, you're just simply gratifying your own senses, your, your own needs. That's selfish. Heaven forbid you put yourself above all others. Idolatry doesn't have to be external. It can be in the mirror. Your attitude should be that of Christ. In the Amplified Bible, it says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Be the example. If you are truly his, if you belong to him, you think, should think as he did thus. Thinking, it's an intention. It's an opinion. It's to reflect, determine, devise, call to mind, center one's thoughts on. While you're in that, while you're preparing to go to that business meeting, what is your intention? Is it to create a pleasant, joy, joyful, and agreeable environment or to get back at someone? When you're interacting with people that are in your life, whether it be a stranger on the freeway that cuts you off or someone in your immediate family, your opinion, is that Christ-like or is that of your own? As you reflect back over the day, over how people have treated you, are you holding grudges or have you released whatever animosity and forgiven them? As Christ has forgiven us, we didn't even ask. As God has forgiven us, and we didn't even ask. Are you determined to create a better experience or to make a mess? Are you devising something? You know, if you, if you look at each of these and apply them honestly, and only you know the answer to that, in your life, how are you living? Are you, do you have, possess the attitude of Christ? That's, that's a question only you can ask or answer. If you center your thoughts on how Christ wants us to live our lives, you will find more peace and harmony and unity in your life. You will find that peace that surpasses all understanding. If you don't, you may find your face may find yourself facing faced with the conflict of serving another master and as matthew 6 and 24 points out no one can serve two masters at the same time he will hate one of them and love the other or he will be faithful to one and dislike the other you can't serve god and money 
at the same time. That master might be material, but it may also be conquering what is going on in your mind, what you uphold, what you idolize, what you put before God. Pride, that conceit thing, your greater than reality opinion of yourself, perhaps inflated. This world is not our home. We are here for a short duration. And then we will leave these meat suits that currently house us. And our spirit and our soul will go elsewhere. It has already been determined where we can go, but we also have the free will to determine that outcome based on how we live our lives. We are not earning our way to the afterlife, to eternal life. But we can certainly choose, opt by rejecting God's word to go to the place where we don't want to spend eternity. When we talk of Christ and we talk of the sacrifices that Christ made in 1 Peter 4, 1 and 2 in the, the living God, Christ suffered in his body. So get ready as a soldier does. Prepare yourself to think in the same way Christ did. Do it because those who have suffered in their bodies are finished with sin. As a result, they don't live the rest of their lives on earth controlled by evil human longings. Instead, they live to do what God wants. This world is not our home. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 3, what I received, I passed on to you. And it is the most important of all. Here is what it is. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said he would. His dying for our sins was a substitutionary atonement. That means he allowed himself to be sacrificed to cover for the multitude of sins, to pay the price so we wouldn't have to. Why? Because he loves us. So in making that sacrifice, that most of us would not do. Is it too much to ask for us to have a mind like Christ's? For us to think and behave in a manner that is uplifting, that is creating harmony and peace and unity? So the not-so-secret path to peace and unity is to think like Christ. Your best hope for peace is to seek unity, having a mind like the mind of Christ. That's, that's really not too much to ask. It's not that big of a sacrifice. And if you, if you analyze it, what do you have to gain versus what do you have to lose? That's a message in and of itself. You may be focused on, well, I may lose vanity, temporal things, vapor, worthlessness. Uh, I'm sorry, I may, I may lose people looking up to me, same thing. People idolizing me, same thing, worthless. But you really may lose is your soul. 
over something temporal, over vapor, vapor. That applause, that, that Facebook post saying, oh, wow, that looks amazing, vapor. But that seed that you sow, when you are smiling at someone who looks like they're having a down day, when you're, when you're listening to someone who just needs somebody to hear them, when you let go of a grudge, when you forgive someone even though they didn't ask, for forgiveness. When you forget that you have been wronged and forgive them as God has forgiven you and forgotten your sins. When you have a mind like Christ, when you choose, and I'm not saying it's the easy path, I'm not saying it's the comfortable road, simply saying it's the high road. The views are better, but there's work involved. There's effort, but the, the, the peace the, that you have within you, knowing that you are conducting yourself, thinking and then acting, thought comes before action in the in a manner that Christ would smile upon that is the very definition of success success is being able to lay your head on the pillow at night and having peace within your soul you and you cannot have that peace without Christ you cannot have that peace without it knowing that Christ is in your life and guiding you. <sighs> Let us pray. Father, we, we thank you for this opportunity to come together to share and partake of your word. God, I ask that this message pierce the heart of a hardened heart, touch the soul, uplifted somebody who may have been hopeless inspired and encouraged someone who may have felt downtrodden and helped somebody to heal that may be wounded, to encourage them and to, to give them hope on the path forward that there is in fact life and life worth living. And God, I, I, I pray for those who don't know you that they may pray this prayer with me. And, and that's the sinner's prayer. And Father, it, it, it goes like this, and pray this prayer with me. Father God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I believe in my heart that your son Jesus died on the cross in my place and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. Father God, I pray this prayer in your Son, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you have accepted Christ into your life. I encourage you to read and study and immerse yourself in God's Word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges you will face 
while on this earth. Thank you for joining, and I hope to see you next time. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word, and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www. Dot gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose. <laughs>